Amen. Amen. Do you guys mind if I sit? I feel like sitting today. I feel like I get like off what I want to say when I'm like pacing back and forth. So I'm just going to sit. Because um, I feel like God has given me something specific to say today. And um, usually when I start looking at what I want to preach about, I start with, a, with about 5,000 things. And then God slowly like cuts things away, <laughs> whittles me back to something that'll actually fit in the time we have. And, and I think I have enough time today to, to get to what I want to do. Um, I want to explore some of the things that we do in these gatherings um, that we call worship services. Uh, and hopefully as we read scripture, uh, which lays the foundations for everything that we do in these services, uh, it'll inspire your engagement. It'll encourage you to participate more. Um, I think the church in general has forgotten that we're a priesthood of believers. Um, Definitely writing this sermon has sort of reiterated that for me. Uh, The conviction that happens every single time I preach is incredible. I would almost encourage you to write sermons every week. And like, I'm not saying you have to get up and preach them, but I'm saying the study, when you have... When you have that, uh, I had it in the back of my head all week. I'm like, I got to preach on Sunday. I got to preach on Sunday. And I dug into my word. You know, I dug into to what I wanted to talk about. And I, 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 you know, prayed about it. And I talked about it with everyone. Uh, I loved uh, last week when Scott preached. I got here on Sunday morning and he had, he had walked the halls and anointed all the seats in here and, um, and I sat down just to talk with him and like, I heard his whole sermon before he even preached it because he was so excited about what God was revealing to him. And I encourage you to do the same thing in your own personal walk with Christ, dig into the things that God is, is maybe he'll reveal something to you. And if something sticks out, uh, in the word, dig into it, dig into it. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. That's so crucial, so crucial. So you can come back to it, so you can talk about it with other Christians so that you can grow in these areas. Um, this is not gonna be a sermon about needing more volunteers for the service. This is just looking at um, the purpose in everything that we do. And I, I truly believe that if you join in, um, lives will be transformed in these gatherings, uh, including your own. If you were here uh, last week, and I, I love the way the Holy Spirit works, um, there seemed to be a narrative that just threaded its way through the entire service, and you probably noticed it, but what I heard was that everyone has a purpose, and we even heard that today. Um, so it's cool that God is bringing that message over and over again to our church. Um, I think he, he wants us to get it. Um, I truly believe that that God has placed a specific purpose inside each one of us, and he placed you here for a reason. I loved um, a group I was a part of. We, we played, like we did the music at a church in the city, and I loved, I loved something the pastor said there. He was like, you're here because God wanted you to be here. You know, and, and just the fact that like we didn't, yes, we chose to come to that church and play, but we're also there because that's what God wanted 
And when you operate in the power of that, that God desired you to be in a certain situation or God desired you to be placed somewhere, uh, you can be confident that he is with you. You can be confident that he will, like Roy says all the time, his favorite verse, he will never leave or forsake you. And I love that. Roy is like our, our cheerleader for that verse. He says it every week, and it's awesome. Um, but I truly believe that, that that is for every single person here. And, and if we're discovering that purpose that he has put inside of us and actively pursuing to live it out uh, here in this church and outside of these walls, we're going to edify or we're going to build up uh, this body of believers. Um, and I think we're going to make an eternal impact on the kingdom of God. Um, and I wrote this because I, I, I like sometimes we write things out or we, we think or talk about things like building up the kingdom of God. And that's such an incredible notion that we, because you know yourself and you know you do not have, there's no reason that we should be a part of eternal things. I mean, I know myself, and I should not be a part of eternal things, but God invites us into that building process. And that's just such a beautiful thing to me, that the God of the universe, he doesn't need you. He doesn't need you to save souls. He doesn't need you to do anything. Uh, But he invites you out of love to serve, out of love to be there for each other, out of love to share his gospel with people. And that's such an incredible thing. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that your will would be done and that you would use the words that I say uh, and multiply them by your spirit. And it would actually speak what needs to be said to every single person here today. I pray whatever part needs to be amplified, your spirit would amplify in everyone's mind and heart uh, and that they would hear you today and that they would hear you saying something to them. Whatever the need is that they need from you right now, whatever needs to be heard, I pray would be heard. I pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So the first part of, I kind of broke this sermon up and we're probably only going to get through maybe a couple sections of what we do on Sunday mornings, and maybe I'll do a part two later on this year. Um, And I broke it up on if anybody has ever been involved in the service or um, the music or anything like that, everybody gets a schedule each week of what we're doing. And I have one part that's called pre-service. And this is kind of where I want to put the predominance of my focus this morning, um, because I think so much needs to happen before we even get here. Um, so much prayer, so much spiritual warfare needs to be done before we even wake up and decide to come to church that day. Um, if you don't mind, open your, open your Bibles. It's going to be up on the screen, um, but we're going to be in, in Matthew chapter 16. Um, We're going to start in verse 13. This is from the NIV, so you can follow along. It says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? 
And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, because he likes to talk, answered, you are the Messiah, or the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. So he's naming Peter here. And he said, on that name, on the name that I'm giving you, on that rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell will not overcome it. I will give you the king, keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth <coughs> will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. For the past two months, I've had a, a quote from a book I read. Well, I should say, I listened to it. Um, I have three young kids, so book reading is not really something I do ever. Um, everything is pretty much auditory right now. Um, but I, I listened and heard this quote, um, and it just made a huge impact on the way that I view our services. And uh, J.D. Greer writes in his book, Jesus Continued, too many churches are coming in every Sunday to tend the gardens of the faithful instead of storming the gates of hell. I'll read that one more time. Too many churches are coming in every Sunday to tend the gardens of the faithful instead of storming the gates of hell. Anyone else convicted by that? Because I was. Um, and this isn't a knock. This is a refocus. Um, this isn't saying we're doing something wrong. This is saying that I think God has so much more for us and that if we join in together, uh, we can do so much more. Um, community in the church has kind of become a buzzword. We use it and throw it around a lot. We want to be a community. We want to be closer to each other. We want community, community. Um, but kind of like the word love, uh, there's a self-sacrificial nature to that word community. And it's kind of been ripped out by our culture. It's very, we're very surface now. It's more of a, you know, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine kind of thing. Um, and we've lost a lot of the unity and the oneness that the Holy Spirit intends for the church. And I don't think it's the, the case in our church. I think God is doing an amazing, unifying work in our body. Just the, through the testimonies, I mean, you can see how dependent we are on the other members of our body. We cannot survive without the other members of our body. And, the, and how we grow in that is through the Holy Spirit. He's the one that knits us together. He's the one that brings us into unity and oneness of mind. And I think he's also positioning this church to be a powerful force for destroying the works of the enemy in this community. Um, there's a lot of people that don't come to this church mostly because Satan's in their head. Um, and if the church isn't the one praying for them, who is? Um, a lot of times we try to reach communities through 
having better music or we try to reach communities through some other means than the spiritual warfare that's happening in their homes right now. And if that's not broken, no amount or ploy from the church is going to get people out of their homes and into our parking lots. It's not gonna happen. Um, I think I used this example before, but I remember we had a young adult event at, at, at our church and um, I heard the next day at work, one of my coworkers' daughters had come to the event, got to the parking lot, sat in the parking lot, and then drove away. She couldn't even like, and that was like a knock on, I, I was like, we gotta have people in the parking lot, you know? But I think it's a spiritual matter. We weren't praying for people out there. We were praying for what happened in here, but we weren't praying for the people and the warfare that they were going through just to get into our parking lot. Um, so I wanted to focus in there and, and that'll kind of get us through the, the first couple things that we look at. Um, I truly believe that we are here in part uh, to storm the gates of hell. I truly believe that we are here to do battle for each other. Um, you know, we throw that word community around, but imagine community if you came in every Sunday knowing that someone else had already prayed for you before you even got here. Amen. And on the flip side, imagine what it would be like if you prayed for everyone before you even got here. Imagine the, the, oh, what's, the responsibility that you would feel for the other members in your body and, and the expectancy that you would have. You're like, I prayed for you this morning. I'm expecting God to do something amazing in your life today. Um, imagine that. It, it kind of, I was like, what would that feel like? And, and the word that came to mind was it would feel like hope. Uh, it would feel like you came into church hopeful. Um, and a new person walking in for the first time to our church, imagine them walking in and being like, do you know that you were already prayed for? Before you even got here, we were praying for what God was going to do in your home. We were praying for what God was going to do as you came. You know, I mean, that's, that's an incredible thought. Um, and a lot of that's happening already. And, and I mentioned Scott walking the halls. This is something that um, our pastor, my dad, he, he has been really encouraging um, those of us that are, are preaching here on Sundays to step up and sort of take his role in. He's here at 6.30 every Sunday, uh, either putting the chairs back if they need that or just praying over every single one of these chairs, anointing it, praying over the sanctuary, walking the halls. He's in the, the children's rooms, praying for all the children uh, that are here. You're, you're prayed over before you even, some of you wake up, and I'm like me. Um, and I did that today, and it was a powerful thing to, to come in and to pray for everybody. I mean, the heart that I feel for everybody sitting here right now is so heightened because of the expectancy that I have for what God is going to do in your life. Um, and I just think that's such a powerful thing. And that translates into, so we start our services and I'm only gonna get through maybe two more. Um, but that translates into what we do in our services. When we come in and we sing that first song, I want us to just relish in the fact that we're prayed over. I want us to just relish in the fact that 
God is here. He's already been invited into this place. Uh, I want us to relish in the fact that we are a community that the Holy Spirit is binding together in oneness. And that's such a beautiful thing. And then transitioning into our testimony time, that is such an incredible... I, I'm not going to lie, we, we were talking on, on Friday about how scary testimony time can be in a church. Because you get those couple people that want to... Uh, you know, do backflips down the aisles and stuff. And you're like, what is happening? You know, but, but it's grown because of the spirit. Uh, it's grown to where our testimonies are just beautiful. I call them arrows pointing back to Jesus. Uh, and if they're never, if they're not that, uh, it's not of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. And Jesus always points to the Holy Spirit. If you read the Gospels, if you read the New Testament, um, that's why it's so, and this is a side tangent, but that's why it's so important to know the Word of God because the Word of God is the only way that you're ever going to hear the Spirit speak. He doesn't speak outside of His, his Word. Um, I've been learning that more and more that, that my knowledge of Scripture is my ability to hear the Spirit speak. Um, so know that if you're not getting in the word, if you're not diving in there, if you're not memorizing, just look at my kids. My kids are memorizing scripture now at four. You don't have an excuse. And they're hard scriptures too. My daughter pulled one. We have like a little like card thing um, that they learn different scriptures from. And she pulled this one out and I'm like, I, I don't even know the theology behind this one. Like it was hard, but they're learning it. They're applying it like it says in Proverbs. To, to they're, they're tying it around their necks. They're binding it to their hearts. You know, it's just, it's so important. It's so important. So I'm just, I'm in love with the testimonies that are happening in our body because it, it's so edifying and strengthening to our faith. Um, I really believe that prayer and testimony are the things that are going to send us out uh, on Sunday mornings and help us to live a life of faith and of greater ability to move and to, to act uh, and to be obedient when God calls us throughout the week. Amen? Amen. And I'll just end with uh, our prayer time. Prayer is central. Prayer is central to everything that we do in this church because uh, it's central to God. Um. We cannot move as a body if God is not at the center of that movement. Um, if he's not moving the body, we're not really moving. We're staggering maybe. Uh, I think we're probably teetering a little bit, but we're, we're not moving. Um, so I'm just going to wrap up and say prayer is how we move, and, and I encourage everybody to engage in that. Uh, we have the prayer meeting tonight. If you can't do that, that's okay. Um, if you have kids, know that what we do is usually parents will just take turns. We're there for an hour. We're not going to be here till midnight unless the Holy Spirit moves. I'm fine with that. Um, but, you know, we, we tag team and make sure every parent at least gets a half hour in here. Uh, to pray. Um, but engage, guys. 
in these elements that I was talking about today, and my main focus is the fact that we are here to do spiritual warfare for every single person in this body. Make sure that this week you're fighting for each other. Make sure this week, it doesn't, you don't need a need. You don't need a prayer request to think of somebody and just immediately go to God and say, whatever Satan's trying to do, because he's always trying to do something. He's always, you know, I think you, you referenced the, one of my dad's sermons where if he's not coming after you, he's coming after your wife. And if he's not coming after your wife, he's coming after your kids. He's going to find a way to get to you, to destroy your life. He wants to destroy you. And if we're not adamant about making sure throughout the week when, when God brings someone to mind, fight, fight for them. Say the spiritual forces that are going on in their life, I bind them in the name of Jesus. We, take, we claim the victory that has already been won through Jesus Christ and we pray for our brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. So I'm just gonna end there today and um, let's pray. Father God, you know the heart of this church and its desire for you and to see you at the forefront of everything that we do. And God, I praise you right now for the leaders that you are raising up, the pastors that you are raising up. God, I thank you for your move in this place. God, I thank you for your presence in this place. God, help us not to get comfortable in the good times, but help us to know that there is a battle that is going on in the spiritual realms. And even if the flesh and the the things in this life look okay right now, we're doing okay, there is a fight happening. And if it's not happening in our lives and we're good, God, I pray that we would turn our attention to others in our church and that we would do battle for them, that we would get in the trenches for each person that sits in this, in this sanctuary that are here now or are away right now, that we would get in the trenches for each of these people so that we can win. God, I pray for a greater victory to be seen in our, our service next week. God, as we baptize people, I pray for the celebration of your victory in their lives to just, like Pastor Jay said, to just just overflow out of us. God, help us to feel that. Help us to feel joy. Help us to feel excitement for your move in this church. God, we give you all the praise today for what you have done and in our worship, in our songs that we have sang to you and in the things that we have prayed and that we have lifted to you and that we have laid at your feet. God, I pray that we would leave it there. God, I pray that as we leave today, that we don't pick up the things or the needs that we have brought before you, but we would keep them at the foot of the cross. We would keep them there, Lord God, and let you do the work that you need to do in each of our lives. God, be praised in this time. Be praised in the time of community after church today as we talk to each other, as we encourage each other, as we leave today. I pray that you would still be in our midst, that your presence would still be moving. Give you all the praise and the honor and the glory today, Lord God. In your name I pray, amen.
Amen.